watch the news, man. I don't know, you know? Like, bust a cap in me, no. I'm kind of jealous, though, because black guys can have cool hairstyles if they want. They can have, like, the cornrows, dreadlocks, or an afro, and all those hairstyles make a statement about black culture and heritage. As a white guy, all I can do is grow a mullet. <laughs> and really, the only statement a mullet makes is, I get drunk in the morning and beat my wife. <laughs> That and I can drive my house. That's all I really said. <laughs> I think the only time a mullet will ever do you any good is if you want to run the Tilt-A-Whirl for a living. Then you probably would need that hairstyle, I would imagine. A little Joe Dirt going. They always have a guy with a mullet on the Jerry Springer show, too. And his wife's there to break the bad news to him. She's been cheating on him. And my favorite part, he's always surprised. <laughs> he sits in his little chair, and he's like, uh, Dang, you cheated on me with my brother. She's like, He's my brother, too. Every time. Every time. And then she pulls her shirt up. I don't even know what that has to do with the show. but My favorite one is Maury Povich. I watch that every time. It's always paternity test results on Maury Povich show. Like, we're going to find out who the baby's daddy is through this DNA evidence. The last one I was watching, it said, uh, today we're testing nine men. Nine men to figure out who's this woman's baby's daddy. <laughs> and the woman, like, loses her mind. She's like, just because I slept with nine men in a week, that don't make me a hoe. That don't make me a hoe. You're wrong. <laughs> That's exactly what makes you a hoe. <laughs> you slept with nine men in a week. <laughs> That's too shy of a huddle. <laughs> you can get a game going out back with that many people. <laughs> Thank you. He said, that's fun. He's like, nine, ten, yeah, that's almost a huddle right there. Oh, man, I wish I had a clone. Think about it. Everybody in here should get a clone. How cool would it be? Here's what, uh, like, every time you see twins walking down the street, some idiot walks up to them and goes, Hey, you guys, twins? <laughs> I figured if I had a clone, I could be a smartass. Like, no, this is my clone. And if he's like, whatever, smartass, go screw yourself. Now I can call his bluff. And it doesn't even make me gay. Because technically, that's masturbation. <laughs> I know, I asked the guy. <laughs> True story. <sighs> I don't know if your buddies ever do this to you, but mine do. Uh, they tell you to meet them somewhere, and then they don't show up. And they think, oh, that's funny. We ditched Brian. That's great. <laughs> they ditched me at a gay bar one time. It, they, were just, they did, they really did. They're like, oh, just meet me over at Pounders, 9 o'clock, and we'll all be there. Like, it's, uh, it's not like they called it Ass Pounders. You know what I mean? I was tricked by the name. I get there at 9 o'clock, and uh, I have a few drinks. Then I'm like, whoa, man, it's all dudes here. Big sausage fest. This sucks, you know? About an hour later, I'm like, those two are kissing. What kind of place is this, you know? I asked the guy, as soon as I found out it was a gay bar, I got out of there. And it's not because I'm homophobic. I'm just really bad with peer pressure. <laughs> I wouldn't want to get talked into doing something I'd regret later, you know what I'm saying? I got to think the weirdest thing about if you were gay is you could end up dating someone with the same name as you. <laughs> I would do it just so I could call my own name out in bed. <laughs> Then you're not conceited, you're considerate. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> doing you one. Every time <laughs> she snorted, I love it. That's like crack for a comedian when someone snorts, it's great. The only thing better than that is crack itself. That's about it. <laughs> it's somebody's tickling her, because nothing I've said is funny. You okay? I'll move on. I like to watch uh, CSI and Law and & Order and all those shows. And uh, yeah. Are you on the show? What are you clapping? Cool. I like pizza. Anybody clap for pizza? Michigan kicks ass. Michigan? Anybody from Michigan? Hitler? Anybody Hitler? Uh -huh, I tricked that mother... <laughs> He's like, yeah! No! <laughs>
<laughs> See me afterwards, we'll talk. I'm kidding, I'm serious. I'm not, I'm kidding. Sorry. Anyways, I watch the CSI show a lot. My favorite one is CSI Miami, and they have Dave Caruso, the redhead tough guy on that show all the time. But at Horatio, hell yeah. After watching that show, though, I've realized I don't ever want to be murdered. Just stay with me. It's just not because it would totally suck, but like every time he comes across a dead body, he'll crack jokes about it. Like he could find a dead school bus driver laying in the alley, and he'll just walk up to the body and be like, looks like some kids are going to be late for school. It's not going to help him solve a crime. Uh, I'm guessing... Uh, a lot of you guys are drinking the booze tonight, you know, boozing it up. I used to booze it up a lot in college, like a lot, a lot. Like I remember one night I had so much tequila, I actually threw up in Spanish. Like that's a lot of tequila. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't even know someone. I was like, Dios mio. And I was just throwing up. You know, I, I, like, I didn't even know I knew Spanish, biblioteca. And then, I, you know, like. <sighs> I just think they ought to put a warning label on the side of a tequila bottle. It should read something like, uh, really? You going to drink this? <laughs> go ahead and take your pants off right now. That would save some time. And uh, hope you like fatties too, because that, that's all you're going to be having sex with. Here's the story that should have got me to quit drinking, but it didn't. It was a Sunday night in college, and uh, we drank like a 30-pack of Ice House, and then like we're drunk at 6 in the afternoon, so we need something to do. And uh, my buddy says, let's go pee on this dude's door down the hall. I'm like, all right. <laughs> we go down there, we're getting ready to pee on the dude's door, and then my buddy pulls an audible, changes the play at the line of scrimmage. I start peeing and he just knocks on the door, you know? <laughs> I'm like, what a dick. <laughs> now I've already started, you know, I can't stop. <laughs> the guy answers the door, and I'm like, hey. <laughs> you got a towel? <laughs> you know, that's. <laughs> Uh, then we got arrested and charged with like minor consumption and all that. And uh, I'm sure there's a lesson to be learned from this story. I just didn't learn any lessons at all from it. No, but when you quit, quit drinking is tough. Like, I quit, I was trying to quit, and I thought I was looking, it's, there's so much ads, like how cool drinking is. I looked in the newspaper, and there was an ad, and it said, uh, do you have a drinking problem? Call this number. I dialed it up, and then, you know, they answered, they're like, uh, uh, yeah, Discount Liquors, how you doing there? <laughs> I was like, hey, hey, you can't do that, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but before I ever wanted to be a comedian, I had a corporate job. Like, uh, A lot of you guys might have actually heard of my old company, Blockbuster Video. Anybody hear that play? <laughs> After working there for some time, I started to realize that my life was imitating the titles of the movies I would give people. I'll just tell you a quick story about the girl I dated. It all started at my best friend's wedding. <laughs> she was introduced to me by my cousin Vinny. I asked her to save the last dance. It was the sweetest thing. <laughs> We had a good thing going until Friday. I thought I'd go over to a house party. I thought I knew how to be a player. Turns out she's at the house party too. She caught me being unfaithful and she confronted me. She's like, you're a liar, liar. I said enough. I don't know why you're going psycho. It's not like on any given Sunday I don't see you riding in cars with boys. You think I'm clueless? I know what you did last summer. <laughs> Then she broke up with me, because apparently in the bedroom, I'm what's known as the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Usually gone in 60 seconds. <laughs> I thought I had the big Lebowski. <laughs> she said, nope, you're just a Stuart Little. <laughs> Thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of your show. You guys are lovely. Come on, one more time for Brian Aldridge. When choosing someone to handle your home financing needs, it's important to choose someone that you can trust. Even bank loan officers trust me. I handle a lot of their turndowns. So come to me first. Not all lenders are the same. I have been in the real estate field for the past 12 years. I served as a realtor and as a broker, and I've been a loan officer for over the past six years. My company has over 70 different underwriters to choose from, which gives me endless possibilities. I can handle those of you with perfect credit and even those of you with not so perfect credit or situations. So call me first, give me a shot. Angela Ferrier, Alliant Mortgage, 
231-788-6364. My dad smokes a lot of cigarettes, and, uh, and he is the Marlboro man. He doesn't mess around. He's, he's nuts with it. And there are some smokers in the audience. Cue the smoker. Thank you very much. That was right on cue. And, and if there's, where are the smokers at? A round of applause. Where are you at? There you go. There you go. I'm a smoker. I applaud you right back. My philosophy is something's going to kill you, take life by the horns, and do it your damn self. about that? Yeah. Damn straight. Every time I see that old lady with the cotton ball hairdo light up next to me in the car, I am like, rage against the machine, sister. Hell yes. Because no one wants to be wiping your ass when you're 108 because you lived a healthy life. That's bull. It's like taking peanut butter out of shag carpet. It's not worth it. You know what I'm saying? And I know, I'm, not, I, I'm a smoker, I know, I'm not blind to the facts. Every time I wake up in the morning, jump in the shower and cough up that partial birth abortion, I know it's not good for me. All I'm saying is smoking is sort of like, it's sort of like dating O.J. Simpson. You look cool for a while, but it's probably going to kill you in the end. And uh, you guys took that pretty good, white bread. Look at you. That's nice. I've been a secondhand smoker since before I was born. Took my son trick-or-treating. That's a good time. That's my favorite holiday, man. Any, anybody like the Halloween? Halloween haunted houses? Anytime you don't have to invite your family over, that's a holiday in my book. Damn straight. Kids come, kids leave, they don't even get in the house. Sweet. I'm a huge fan too, man. I used to dress up every year. Last, last eight years running, I was Superman. Then I couldn't afford the wheelchair. I had to give that up. Uh, <laughs> I like watching CNN. I do, but I get kind of aggravated because they show the same thing over and over and over again, which is ridiculous. Or they'll, show, they'll, they'll throw in the fluff stuff that belongs on Entertainment Tonight. And like the Marilyn Manson got married and the whole Martha Stewart, the Michael Jackson, da-da-da-da-da. And you know what? That stuff doesn't belong on CNN. CNN's supposed to be the hierarchy of all news, all, all medias. And, and I'll touch on Michael Jackson in a second, but let me back up here and make this known right now. I am not a racist. I do not condone racism. I think racism's gay, okay? Uh, <laughs> and I don't know if Michael Jackson's innocent or guilty, guilty, but the one thing I do know the one thing I do know is the parents of that child that put their kid in that situation should not get dime one for what they did to their child. It's called ignorance, and it has no place in our judicial system, hands down, man. I know the coffee's hot. That's why I don't use it as a thigh master. It's called common sense. There's no way I'd put my kid in that kind of situation. That's why we don't go to mass. A lot of Catholics in the audience tonight. Fuck yeah, drinking it up. There you go. <laughs> For those of you who don't understand the Catholic religion, there's a lot of drinking of the wine. Someone passes a plate and the altar boy gets it in the end. Uh, I don't think that came out right. No, yeah, it did. Uh, I don't know. My dad, we talked about him. Yeah, also my dad, that's, that's some crazy stuff too. My dad is also the type of guy you can't buy anything for because he's already got it or he's going to get it himself because Lord knows if you get it for him, he feels obligated to talk to you for 15 minutes. You guys got one of those? I don't even try with my dad anymore. I get him spoof gifts. I get him gag gifts because if he can't appreciate it when he opens it, I'm sure he's all going to laugh my ass off when he opens it. I'll tell you that right now. I got my dad crushed white strips and an iron lung for Christmas. Good. My man was pissed, which was nowhere near as funny as the stripper I got him for his birthday. <laughs> I don't know who's more in the face, man. My dad getting the couch dance or the guy giving it to him. If you pull up next to me with a tricked-out four-cylinder Kia complete with spinners and a three-foot tail fin, expect to get laughed at you look ridiculous. That's dumb, man. It's, if you get, it, that thing is not leaving the ground. It's got four cylinders. Your fully dilated tailpipe does nothing for me. You know what I'm saying? Do you guys know what spinners are? Yeah. They're the pinwheels off your front lawn. Ta-da. <laughs> They're great at making your car look like it's not out of gas, I think. <laughs> I have no idea. Spinner bait. It's ridiculous. 
<laughs> big old tail fin like your trunk's under construction. If you say you have a cool car, you want a cool car, you start from the bottom up. You get yourself a 69 Dodge Charger RT, you drop a 440 in it, you weld the door shut, paint it Henry Orange, put the rebel flag on top, and call it the General Lee because that is a kick-ass car, hands down. Think it's badass. Hell yes. Think you jump anything. Think you jump cop cars, ponds, a row full of hookers. It didn't matter. It was bad. Even the horn on that thing sounded sweet. Have you, have you guys heard the horn on a Kia? It, it sounds like it's getting its nuts nipped. That's... <laughs> it's not a horn, it's a neutering. It's ridiculous. I love the Dukes of Hazzard, man. I love it. I still can't watch that show without a pillow because of Daisy. I can... Hell yes. I can't watch the old school episodes anymore because it's on CMT, it's on cable. I had cable, then they found out I had cable. No, I don't have cable. All sales. <laughs> kind of sucks. I was going to watch it. Uh, did you guys see the movie? Anybody watch the Dukes of Hazzard movie? Did you? Jesse, Jessica Simpson playing Daisy Duke. Like, Daisy Duke could get any dumber. <laughs> And on a side note, whoever told Jessica's sister Ashley that she could sing was about to come at the time. Thank you. <laughs> that girl couldn't hold a note with both hands. <laughs> they were I was debating whether or not to watch the movie because they were debating whether or not to put the rebel flag on the General Lee. Dumb. I got to watch whatever reality show is on. That's what I'm doing. I get to watch Fear Factor for dinner. Mmm. Tasty. It's ridiculous. You know what I learned on Fear Factor? It's okay to eat a pig's uterus. <laughs> Macaroni and cheese isn't going to be the same. I'll tell you that. You know what I found out on the Anna Nicole show? Pretty much the same thing. Uh, <laughs> Oh, she was a good girl. I, uh, I have, a, I have a, a CD I'm going to be whoring out after the show. It's entitled Donkey Punch, um, since that went over so well. There's a lot of stuff you guys didn't hear on here tonight. Uh, laughter, that's on there. And uh, makes a great Valentine gift, so I've heard. Um, so there's the horn out session there. Uh, also, uh, it's got a toast that I'm going to leave you with. I leave it on a, at the end of every show. And uh, it's basically what America means to me. It was everything that I was brought up to believe in. I hope you guys liked uh, the show tonight. Dan DeCap is going to be out here after me. Extremely funny guy. Uh, but I'm going to leave you with this. Uh, it's everything that I learned from my friends and family as far as America goes. If you guys got something you want to raise up here. Uh, ladies, if your glasses are empty, fake it. I know you can. Uh, <laughs> Big secret, here we go. <laughs> Here's to kicking ass with guys like John Wayne, Johnny Cash, and Mr. T. Bo Luke, Daisy Duke, and the General Lee. Pamela Lee, MTV, the land of the free. Here's and porno stars, fast cars and faster women. Here's to the home of the brave, cause that's where we're living. And I tip my hat to all of our soldiers for all they've given. Respect, reflect, and remember, and that sure as hell goes for the 11th of September. Here's to Pap's Blue Ribbon, the red, white, and blue. God bless America and God bless you. My name's Jason Bensey. Thank you very much. Good night. When choosing someone to handle your home financing needs, it's important to choose someone that you can trust. Even bank loan officers trust me. I handle a lot of their turndowns. So come to me first. Not all lenders are the same. I have been in the real estate field for the past 12 years. I served as a realtor and as a broker, and I've been a loan officer for over the past six years. My company has over 70 different underwriters to choose from, which gives me endless possibilities. I can handle those of you with perfect credit and even those of you with not so perfect credit or situations. So call me first, give me a shot. Angela Ferrier, Alliant Mortgage, 231-788-6364. Now where do I go from here? <laughs> Did I talk about puppies? Because I will. Actually, uh, no, <laughs> you have uh, you, they, they have a book out if you're not good at the sex. It's the Kama Sutra. And uh, it has all the sexual positions in it. And then as, after you read this book, supposedly you're an expert at sex now. Well, I got the book and I read it all, but now all the pages are stuck together. <laughs> it's a little far to go for a jerk-off joke, isn't it? I'll be honest. 
I could have just said, hey, once I jerked off on a book, and that would have been probably just as funny for you guys. You would like to just... But now, like, with all this sex and stuff, they teach kids this early now. Like, in fourth grade, they teach kids sex ed. They'll pull them out of gym class for a day and teach them. When I was eight years old, I didn't know what a fallopian tube was. <laughs> I don't know what a fallopian tube is right now. I'll be honest with you. I thought that was a ride at a water park. <laughs> Something you slide down. <laughs> I guess you do slide down it, but not when I thought you did, you know? Like. But I remember when you had to learn about that kind of stuff from your parents. And sometimes it happens by walking in on them. That sucks. <laughs> like when you're a kid, you walk in on your parents, there's so many questions you have. Like, who's he? That guy right there. Like, it's this guy filming. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> not everyone's walked in on a lighting crew in a bedroom. You know what I mean? You, you, you need an explanation for this stuff. I walked in on my parents when I was 20 years old. 20. Yeah. Walking in on your parents is a lot like the chicken pox. Because the later in life it happens, the worse it is. <laughs> I won't give you details about what I saw when I walked in there, but let's just say I don't kiss my mom goodnight anymore. I should be punished. You spank me later. No, I'm kidding. But really, too. I got a... Uh... <laughs> My buddies are dickheads. Like, here, I'll never go with them to a strip club anymore. I'll never go to my, with my buddies to a strip Here's why. They thought it'd be really funny last, on my next, last birthday to get me a lap dance from the ugliest stripper in that whole place. They said, oh, this is funny. Oh, you're going to love it. <laughs> it sucked. Don't do that. That's not funny. And then, uh, I don't know. And I didn't even know if it was a she or not. You know, I didn't check. You know what I mean? Like, I did, but they don't even like when you do that usually. They'll throw you out of there, but it was my birthday. They let me stay. And I was like, uh, she takes me by the hand into the little lap dance room. And we're in the lap dance room, and she goes, uh, well, since it's your birthday, I'm going to let you put your hands wherever you want during this lap dance. Now I'm starting to come around. I'm like, all right, go. <laughs> where do I go from here? Did I talk about puppies? Because I will. Actually, uh, no. <laughs> you have, uh, you, they, they have a book out, if you're not good at the sex. It's the Kama Sutra. And uh, it has all the sexual positions in it. And then as, after you read this book, supposedly you're an expert at sex now. Well, I got the book and I read it all, but now all the pages are stuck together. <laughs> it's a little far to go for a jerk-off joke, isn't it? I'll be honest. I could have just said, hey, once I jerked off on a book. And that would have been probably just as funny for you guys. You would like to just... Oh, man. But now, uh, like, with all this sex and stuff... They teach kids this early now. Like in fourth grade, they teach kids sex ed. They'll pull them out of gym class for a day and teach them. When I was eight years old, I didn't know what a fallopian tube was. <laughs> I don't know what a fallopian tube is right now. I'll be honest with you. I thought that was a ride at a water park. <laughs> Something you slide down. <laughs> I guess you do slide down it, but not when I thought you did, you know? Like... But I remember when you had to learn about that kind of stuff from your parents. And sometimes it happens by walking in on them. That sucks. <laughs> like when you're a kid, you walk in on your parents, there's so many questions you have. Like, who's he? That guy right there. Like, it's this guy filming. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> not everyone's walked in on a lighting crew in a bedroom. You know what I mean? You, you, got, you need an explanation for this stuff. I walked in on my parents when I was 20 years old. 20. Yeah. Walking in on your parents is a lot like the chicken pox. Because the later in life it happens, the worse it is. <laughs> I won't give you details about what I saw when I walked in there, but let's just say I don't kiss my mom goodnight anymore. <laughs> I should be punished. You spank me later. No, I'm kidding. But really, too. I got a... Uh... <laughs> My buddies are dickheads. Like, here, I'll never go with them to a strip club anymore. I'll never go to my, with my buddies to a strip club. Here's why. They thought it'd be really funny last, on my next, last birthday to get me a lap dance from the ugliest stripper in that whole place. They said, oh, this is funny. Oh, you're going to love it. <laughs> it sucked. Don't do that. That's not funny. And then, uh, I don't know. And I didn't even know if it was a she or not. You know, I didn't check. You know what I mean? Like, I did, but they don't even like when you do that usually. They'll throw you out of there, but it was my birthday. They let me stay. And I was like, uh, she takes me by the hand into the little lap dance room. And we're in the lap dance room, and she goes, uh, well, since it's your birthday, I'm going to let you put your hands wherever you want during this lap dance. 
Now I'm starting to come around. I'm like, all right, go. <laughs> oh, man. And she cried. <laughs> they always cry. Here's what I don't like also about strip clubs. When you're there and you're a guy, you gotta spend like 200 bucks sometimes. And then you like swear you just had the time of your life. Could you imagine spending that same 200 bucks at a restaurant and they don't let you eat? You still get food poisoning? That'll piss you off. And then the idea that a stripper is a man's fantasy woman, I completely disagree with that. Because that's a woman who takes all of your money and then doesn't put out. That's not a fantasy woman, that's a wife. As far as I'm concerned. If you didn't laugh and you're a man, I, don't, I have no respect for you right now, basically, is what's happening. If you're a guy with your arms folded, that's cool. You're like, that's funny, but I want to see my wife's butt later, so I'm never laughing at your joke, ever. No. It's pretty funny, actually. It's funny because it's true. How long? I, I think it's about time for, to test you guys out a little bit, right? Because I, you know, I, I, I'm liking you guys. You guys digging me. Obviously, I'm pretty cool. But uh, no, I am. Let's be honest. Let's be totally honest. I really am. And then, uh, so I like to test what kind of material you can and can't handle. So uh, here goes. Remember uh, Terry Shivo? Like uh, <laughs> about <laughs> eight months ago, she was the one that had a feeding tube, and she was living in a vegetative state, you know. And uh, they were making a decision whether or not they wanted to pull out her feeding tube. And everyone had their own opinion. The dumbest thing I ever heard was on CNN. This guy, his name, he was, claimed he could talk to dead people. You know that guy? He's like, oh, is there a Mary over here? <laughs> Rick, yes, Rick, Rick, Rick. <laughs> Your dad is alive, dead, dead, right? You know that guy? You know, he comes on the show and he's like, uh, you know, if her husband made the wrong decision to pull out the feeding tube, her ghost will come back and haunt him forever. And I just thought to myself, you know what? Her ghost might come back, but it can't scare anyone. It just sits there. <laughs> I thought. Okay, now I know you can't handle the puppy killing jokes. Screw you guys now. I don't have any puppy killing jokes. I got this one puppy, pug puppy. He's my <laughs> I don't kill him. Uh, and he, uh, his name's Licorice. And I took him to the vet. He's tiny, little pug. I took him to the vet to get neutered. And when the lady brings him back out to me, she said, you know, for this dog's small size, he's really well endowed. Thank you. What do you say? <laughs> I tried to hit on the woman after that. I go, you know, pets, they tend to take after their owner. <laughs> she said, well, then are your balls missing? I just cut his off. <laughs> One nothing vet scored up. I always say stuff like that though. Like, uh, I should have been on the dating game from 1976 because you won based on how perverted you can answer the question. Like, she could be like, hey, bachelor number two, if you were a chicken wing, what kind of chicken wing would you be? And I'd say something cheesy like, baby, I'd be the hot and spicy chicken wing. Because after you're through with me, your mouth is still watering, <laughs> and your hands are messy. You're gonna need a wet nap to clean that up, I'll be honest with you. How many think I'm a total dick right now? Raise your hand, that'd be great if you could do that. He smiles a lot, I thought he was cool, not so much. This is a pretty cool area. I, uh, you can come from the interstate up 31, what's it, it takes about 45 minutes to get to I-96 or whatever. And it's cool because you guys, you have a lot of stuff around here. You know, like, you, it's like, you know, basically a city minus the homeless people. You know what I'm saying? Like, you guys don't have bums everywhere. I'm in Chicago a lot. I have bums everywhere in that whole city. Like, you can't pee in the street without hitting a bum. You know what I'm saying? Like, everywhere. Like, every five feet you go, there's a bum asks you for money. And the problem's so bad, I came out of a 7-Eleven, and there was actually a sign on the door, and it said, Please don't encourage the homeless people. <laughs> Why not? I planned on leaving the store and finding a homeless guy and being like, hey man, you stay positive. Things will pick up for you. But I'm also a stickler to the rules. So since I saw that sign, I found a homeless guy and I was like, hey, come winter, you're probably going to die. <laughs> Don't blame me. Don't judge me. That's what the sign said. 
Anyways, I'm pretty sure nobody in here knows a homeless guy. <laughs> and if you do, you're a dick. Let him move in. <laughs> Don't just know a homeless guy. My dad always says, though, here's my dad's biggest quote. He's like, I don't ever give those bums my money because they'll just spend it on liquor. Isn't that exactly what you were going to spend it on anyway, Dad? I'm pretty sure. Just cut the middleman out. <laughs> my dad's got tough stories, too. He's got those, when I was your age, I walked uphill in the snow both ways with no shoes to school. Like, uh, tough dad stories. Those are pretty tough. What could I tell my future son? Young man, when I was your age... We had to dial up to reach the internet. <laughs> Didn't always work. And where was 1-800-CHILD-ABUSE uh, when I took a savage beating with a wiffle ball bat? That's what I want to know, you know? Like, I probably could have called that number a few times. Every kid takes that spanking or beating, whatever your family calls it, when you're seven. And uh, you think it's time to stand up to your dad. And uh, you're wrong. Don't ever stand up to your dad. <laughs> I was seven, my dad spanked me. I turn around to my dad and I go, that didn't hurt dad. Is that all you got? <laughs> I found out that in fact that was not all dad had. Dad had much more. <laughs> After I said that, he took his belt off and hit me so hard, I think my kids are gonna be good. It's awfully hard. Growing up with him was tough too, because my dad thought he was funny. And he wasn't real funny, he was just really mean. Like here's an example of something my dad would do. Like, if you're a kid and uh, you gotta be picked up from school, what your parents do is give, them a, give that person a code phrase. And then when they tell you the code phrase, it's okay to go home with them. My dad thought it'd be really funny if our code phrase was, hey kid, would you like some candy? <laughs> I met a lot of strangers that way, I did, I'll be honest with you. None of them wore pants, I don't get that. Because why would you? I'm ready to have a good time, man. You know what I did today? I watched uh, the Crocodile Hunter Marathon on Animal Planet. Anybody ever seen the Crocodile Hunter? Every episode the same. The guy running around, hey, looky what we have here. It's a 12-foot rattler. One drop of poisonous venom will kill a 600-pound man instantly. Hey, nights. Who's driving me home? Who's driving me home? Nobody. All right, good. Well, I'll just swerve. We'll miss. We do not have a designated driver here tonight at Rossi's. No? Awesome. Good. That's the way I expect it here in Muskegon. Love it. I was a designated driver a few weeks ago. It sucks being the designated driver, especially when you have to stop at Taco Bell. Is that not the worst trip? Three in the morning, you got the drunk asses in the backseat. What do you want, dude? What do you want? Biscuits? Quarter pounder, no chase. <laughs> We're at Taco Bell, jackass. What do you want? It's better than taking the stone guy to Taco Bell. You ever do that? You take that guy there? What do you want, dude? The whole left side. Man, the whole left side. No tomatoes, please. <laughs> they should have a breathalyzer on the speaker at Taco Bell. That's what they should have. What do you want, dude? Blow into the speaker. <laughs> That'll be two bean burritos and some gum. Oh, thank God there's women here tonight, though, because women do a good job of looking after the whole group when you're drinking. Women do, like, you bring out a big group, you always have one woman. She's like, I think you've had too much. Slow down. Not guys. You go out with 20 guys. Your best friend, he could be pissing on a cop car. You're like, here's another Jaeger bomb, dude. Yeah. Here you go, here you go, here you go, here you go. Women are in the bathroom holding each other's hair. It's okay, it's okay. Don't puke on the shoes, these are payless, okay? You'll never see a guy in the bathroom like, I'm sick, hold my hair, what? She's mad at me because I'm cheap. Who's, who shops at the dollar store? We got any other guys that shop at the... Yeah, who buys condoms from there, huh? Oh, okay. Just me. Trobins? <laughs> Come in a big box with a coupon for Gerber right on the back, huh? Anybody ever seen those? <laughs> oh, man. 
You guys ever do that? You go to the store to buy an embarrassing thing like condoms and you put two other normal things to go with it so nobody thinks you're a freak? So now you're standing in my earth like a lawn chair, a watermelon, and some lubricant? Yeah, that's for a friend. Yeah, he's stuck. In a chimney. And, uh... The worst, though, is when you ladies send us there to buy tampons, huh? You guys been to the store to do that? Yeah, that's... We're walking around the aisle like, yeah, I'm looking for the ones with the tails on them. You seen those tails? Oh, man. I grew up on uh, old-school video games. Anybody remember the original 8-bit Nintendo? Remember that? 8-bit Nintendo? Games don't work unless you're blown like Dizzy Gillespie on the bottom. Remember that? It's like... Come on, duck hunt. Come on. I love old games. Old games rock. New games are fun, but they're too realistic. The guy's playing John Mann football 2006, kicking the sh Yeah, my running back got arrested for selling crack cocaine, huh? Slip and slide. You guys remember the slip and slide? Woo, yeah. That's what you use if you want to kill somebody, huh? Put a couple of rocks under there, tear their ass up on the way down. Chubby friend be coming in like a jumbo jet trying to land in the driveway. Halfway down, lose a bathing suit off the crack of his ass. Pull the string, bullets. In the sit and spin, I know you guys had that, sit and spin. Yeah, we wonder why our country's behind academically. Hmm. Eight-year-olds in China learning calculus. We're in the backyard, passed out in a pool of our own vomit. That's good. Yeah, that's all right. Who is happy not to be at their day job right now? Who is happy not to be there, just not working? Yes! Just partying. Sometimes you hate your job so much, you think of a way to leave, and you think of a speech to tell your boss. Like, you want to get fired. You got that speech all written out. Like, yeah, I'm going to leave in a blaze of glory. Even the kid working at McDonald's got a speech written out. He's like, screw you, man. I'm sick and tired of the tyranny, the oppression around here. Take that paper hat and shove it up your McAss. Hey, Mom, can you come pick me up? <laughs> Just quit McDonald's. Yeah, I do. I'm Italian. We got some Italians. I don't know if this is a big Italian town. We got some Italians out there. All right, one lady. Just got back from the homeland. You ever been there? No, you never been to Olive Garden? <laughs> That's where I go, man. Genuine Italian shoe food, man. Chef Jose and Miguel, you ever met those guys there? I don't know what part of Italy those guys are from. Mexico City? I don't think that's in Italy. But it explain why all my teaspoons are burned. That would explain that. And uh, thanks for nobody getting that joke, but uh, crystal meth joke, that's for me. I like, I like Indian food, because those guys dare you to eat it. You go there, you're like, I want that. I don't think you want that sh I want that. No, do you see the butt cheeks and flame shooting? Red flame shooting out of the butt cheeks? You're eating it, they're hiding in the back like, I cannot believe he's... Do you believe that? Dupac, lock the bathroom door. This will be a good show. <laughs> They've never seen butt cheeks pucker like that before. That is amazing. <laughs> the Lakes Mall. Good. I was at the Lakes Mall. <laughs> and uh, on US 129. I'm on US 31, going to the Great Lakes Mall, just cruising around. It's hard to find a parking spot at the Great Lakes Mall, is it not? Yeah. <laughs> They've got all those busy stores. They've got the JCPenney. Yeah. Great. <laughs> I didn't know if I could research before I came here. Can you tell that? I just breezed in. Right between the Gap and the uh, KB Toys, Hot Topic and uh, Sears. Right between Hot Topic and Sears is where I parked. They've got a lot of handicapped spots there. They've also got expectant mothers. Have you seen these signs? Expectant mothers. That's a good idea. But how do you enforce that? If you're a woman, just park there. What's somebody to say? Hey, you're not pregnant. Yeah, two days, jackass. Two days pregnant. <laughs> Ever heard of Trobin condoms? Ever heard of these Trobins? <laughs> the first joke? When choosing someone to handle your home financing needs, it's important to choose someone that you can trust. 
Even bank loan officers trust me. I handle a lot of their turndowns. So come to me first. Not all lenders are the same. I have been in the real estate field for the past 12 years. I served as a realtor and as a broker, and I've been a loan officer for over the past six years. My company has over 70 different underwriters to choose from, which gives me endless possibilities. I can handle those of you with perfect credit and even those of you with not so perfect credit or situations. So call me first, give me a shot. Angela Ferrier, Alliant Mortgage, 231-788-6364. When choosing someone to handle your home financing needs, it's important to choose someone that you can trust. Even bank loan officers trust me. I handle a lot of their turndowns. So come to me first. Not all lenders are the same. I have been in the real estate field for the past 12 years. I served as a realtor and as a broker, and I've been a loan officer for over the past six years. My company has over 70 different underwriters to choose from, which gives me endless possibilities. I can handle those of you with perfect credit and even those of you with not so perfect credit or situations. So call me first, give me a shot. Angela Ferrier, Alliant Mortgage, 231-788-6364. That's what I like to hear. All right, this one's real hard intro. From Chicago, Brian Aldridge. <laughs> How about it for Mr. Rossi, everybody? Give it up for him. And just in case I really suck tonight, let's clap for me one time before we get going. That would be great for me. Now her, clap for her, clap for her, clap for her. Friday night, Muskegon, bitches. What's up? <laughs> I don't know. Friday night's usually a date night, probably, right? I don't, except for these guys. They're all alone, but... <laughs> now, it's a big date night. I have a weird dating policy. Uh, whenever I take a girl on the first date, I always ask if she'll pay for her own dinner. And it's not because I'm cheap or anything. I just don't want her to think I'm expecting any action. <laughs> but if the date goes well and we do end up having sex, I reimburse her for the dinner. <laughs> Great policy, just keep the receipt. That's all I really need you to do. I don't know, to me though, taking a girl on a date is kind of like waiting in line for a roller coaster. Because there's like two hours of waiting around for just a few minutes of fun. <laughs> and sometimes she throws up. <laughs> if you're lucky. I don't know, but here, at least with the roller coaster, you know that after you wait in that line, you get to ride for sure. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, I've never waited two hours for a roller coaster, got strapped in and ready to go. Then the roller coaster said, I don't know. <laughs> I'd like to get to know you better. Why don't you wait in line a few more times? <laughs> and a roller coaster doesn't get mad if you want to ride the other rides while you're there. <laughs> then when you're done, you get your hand stamped, you can come back whenever you want. How cool would that be if you went on a date and you whine and dine the girl, then after you guys slept together, a little stamp on your hand right there. <laughs> Next time you call her for a date, she says, oh, we'll do dinner, dancing, movies again. <laughs> no, I've got a hand stamp, speed pass. <laughs> that never works. <laughs> She's like, you drew that on there. I'm like, I, I did. Oh, man. I'm just baffled though. Like, I asked my mom for relationship advice once. And she told me, uh, she gave me some good advice, actually. She said, if you want a relationship to last a long time, you got to find a girl you have a lot in common with. So I found a girl exactly like me. Then after dating her two weeks, I realized I freaking hate myself. <laughs> it's a bad plan, man. But what she meant, though, is the girl should be your best friend and girlfriend. You know, that, the whole ultimate package relationship. And I knew this girl was never going to be my best friend when I saw her slip and fall on the ice. <laughs> Because my best friend would have thought that was hilarious. <laughs> she just wanted help up. <laughs> I used to date this one girl in college. Every time we'd go in the bedroom together, she'd want to turn the lights off. And then finally, I just told her, baby, you're beautiful. You shouldn't be ashamed of your body. She said, I'm not. I'm ashamed of your body. <laughs> Keep your shirt on, Tubbs. That's what I want you to do. <laughs> As a pet name she had for me, Tubbs, she used to say it all the time, I liked it. After she said that, I got all sensitive, and I decided to uh, join a gym. And uh, the gym sucks, man. <laughs> Everyone at the gym is already in great shape. I don't understand why, like a guy was just standing in front of a mirror, 
posing like this, kissing his arms. And I walk by him and he's like, yeah, I got my arms this big because I use that biceps machine, you know, three sets of 10, check it out. I was like, whatever, fag. <laughs> I got my abs this big because I use the vending machine. <laughs> C7 brownies, you check it out. <laughs> Delightful. Some guys will use steroids, too, to try and get all big and strong. And it's not just guys anymore. Women are starting to use steroids. My sister used to be a teeny tiny little thing. Started taking steroids, lifting weights. Now she's got like this big penis. And I just thought that was just, they don't even tell you that's a side effect. You know what I mean? I decided to work out at home. I got the Tybo tapes because, uh, you know, the gym wasn't really working out. And I called that one dude a fag. I'm pretty sure he wants to kick my ass. So I... I got the tie bow tapes. Could be a good workout, don't really know, but they, uh, they try and tell you it could be a self-defense program too. And I just can't ever see that helping me out in a pinch. Like if a guy's going to mug me, and he's like, give me all your money. I'm like, no. <laughs> and that's as far as I got in the tape, so I don't even know what to do if the guy moves, so I just keep punching. I know there's kicking and stuff, but I didn't get that far. You know, I ran out of popcorn. I stopped watching. It's pretty boring after that. Then you got to go on a diet all the time. And uh, diets are different now. It's not like uh, eating a salad and running on a treadmill or anything like that. It's all low-carb dieting, crazy diets. I was on that low-carb diet. My buddy goes, give me an apple. I'm like, I can't have an apple. I'm on a diet. <laughs> I got to drink this glass of bacon fat is what I got to do. That's good going down. Celebrities write diet books. Oprah Winfrey, I didn't pronounce that right, but Oprah, she writes a diet book, right? And it actually was a pretty good diet book. I read it and I took all her advice and I lost like 40 pounds. Uh, then I gained like 50 pounds and uh, lost 40 pounds and uh, now I'm engaged to a gay black guy. So I don't even know <laughs> if you should follow that advice every time. Oh, <laughs> Is that how you tell a female turtle in the wild it has toenails? It has polished toenails. You work with the crowd. Hey, looky what we have here. It's a female. Ah, oh, there we go. Don't lick him. Ah, ah. Mm, I think I'm a bit high right now. And what's your name? I'm D. D. Happy birthday to D. How old are you tonight? D, 25? Great to hear it. Yeah, 25th birthday, 25th birthday to D. Anybody celebrating anything else tonight? Parole, bar mitzvah, anything else going on? <laughs> Nothing, just D. It's just your night, D. Happy birthday to you. Are you married to this gentleman next to you? No. Someday, okay, you're still married to some other dude, but you're just hanging out with this dude tonight. That's what's going on. <laughs> I know how we roll here in Muskegon. I know how we roll. I read in Men's Health Magazine, you want to keep your relationship going, you should watch a dirty movie together. And I tried that with a girl. You know why that's not fun? I found out that women want to watch porno movies to the end. <laughs> Come on, baby, let's go. No one wants to see if it gets the plumbing done. Do you think they'll get the plumbing done? Are they going to eat that pizza? Do weird things when you're in a relationship. You get so used to saying I love you to the person, eventually you say it to the wrong person at the wrong time. Talk to your buddy, dude, we're going out tonight, we're getting hammered. Hope to get a fight like last week. See you at midnight. Love ya. Oh, That's oldies music now, though. What's oldies going to be like when we get older? We're going to be sitting in the nursing home in a big hydraulic wheelchair with gold rims spinning around, listening to Humpty Hump. Like, the hobby dance is a chance to do the hump, yeah. Do me, baby. Sitting with our grandkids, telling them stories of the old days. Just sit them down. I remember when life sucked. I remember Windows 95. That's when life sucked. I remember Millie Vanilli. That's when life really sucked. I remember the good old days growing up. My favorite grade was third grade. Loved it. Scoliosis testing day. That was my favorite day as a comedian. I'd walk in there like, oh. Nobody picks me for kickball. 
in the hearing test. That was the funniest thing. Purposely failed the hearing test because they, they called your name out over the PA if you failed it. Like, oh, what the hell is going on? That kid who got lice, remember that kid? That was a well-kept secret. They'd airdrop a flyer to everybody in third grade. Somebody has lice, we can't tell you who. Maybe it's that kid who's been absent for three weeks. I bring it to a lot of hotels. A lot of hotels don't take dogs, but if you've got a quiet dog, you can kind of just sneak them in. And I do that, but uh, when I check out, she makes a lot of damage, so I gotta make up stories for all the damage that was done to the hotel room, like I did it. It's like, yeah, I got drunk and I was uh, chewing on the carpet. <laughs> and I ran out of toilet paper, so I had to drag my ass from the bathroom all the way. Uh, we got a younger crowd here tonight. Be cool, uh, young. Thank you. We got Muskegon. This is a, this is like a Catholic town, isn't it? You guys go to church? No, I'm Catholic. I go to mass. Catholic mass is like a bad workout video. If you go there, those like sit, stand, kneel, sit, stand, kneel, sit. What are we sweating to the Messiah? I try to understand religion. I got the Generation X version of the Bible. It was pretty sweet. I was reading from the book of Dude. <laughs> Jesus said to his homies, Virgin Mary never said God. She just kept saying my baby's daddy. <laughs> Thank you, one of you who got that joke. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. I've been working out, though, if you guys can tell. Uh, I've been going. There's a lot of women at my gym. I go to Curves. I don't know if you guys go to Curves. But... Uh, Oh, man. This has been a good time. Again, my, my website's comedydan.com. My CD is Coaster. And uh, one more applause for uh, Jason Bensey. How about Jason Bensey over there? You can pick up my uh, bumper sticker, Turtle Peaking, turtlepeaking.com over there. And one more, pound of a one more round of applause for, one more pound of applause for Rossi here owning this place. Thank you. My name's Andy Cappy. You guys drive home safe and have a great night.